la 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 happy birthday to lewis what's up lewis <laughs> thanks andy uh That's not, my birthday much, song. not much yeah well it's it's the best birthday song i've heard all day um you know, I, I mean, I'm always up early, Andy, but today I decided to get up super early, something around 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Figured I'd spend, you know, a good 20 hours or so of my birthday awake because I love to sleep more than anything, but I figure I'll just sleep tomorrow, you know? I can't imagine that. I mean, I love to sleep more than anything, too. But so then why would you get – okay, so you're up at 3.30. You could have called Leonard. Yeah, I could have. Well, Meg, Meg makes fun of me. She calls me a child because I like to take naps. Um, so she calls me a child, and if I don't take my nap, I get cranky. She says. So, um, so she, you know, she says that I'm I'm a child, and she always tells me that if we ever have kids, I'm not going to be able to nap a- anymore because the kid Why? gets to nap. Why can't because you nap with the kid? I would tell Lenny to go nap with the kid so that I could get some time off from both of those <laughs> fools. Okay. Okay, so listen, um, in the chat room, Donkey Oki says, whose odds do you like to win the World Series? The Indians plus 1,200, the Rays plus 5,000, the Mets plus 2,500, or the Padres plus 12,500? I'll take the Padres. Do I have to take any? Yes, you want you have to. Oh, if I had to take one. You're just picking odds, like oh. you're just. Uh, if I had to, if raise. I had to, I t- I take the Indians. They're the only team I think has that has any actual chance, and I don't think they have a chance either. Their odds are. So I mean, I like the Rays. I like the Rays' odds probably the best. I don't think the Rays are going to win, but I certainly like the uh, I certainly like the Rays' odds at plus five thousand. They're definitely a good team. Um, they've only gotten better in my opinion. So I mean, I would take them, but I, I mean, I don't know if the Rays can even make the playoffs in that division, even if they win ninety games. Okay, that's probably true. So I turned myself up a little bit. I'm sick and tired of breathing into my microphone. I needed to get a new one. I tried to hook up my uh, computer to my my Beats wireless, but it won't register both the headset and the microphone. So whatever Beats, okay? So it's funny, though. I got those from Mark's mom. She gave them to me. Isn't that nice? Is that who called Lenny this morning on the show, or is that another ex-wife? Oh, yeah, there's a couple, right? The only one yeah, that... Well, that... I mean, yeah, I, I always get confused. I don't know which one is which. Yeah, the only one that talks to him is Lin, uh, Mark's mom. Well, that that would make sense. Yeah, well, you know, we, we all know we're... Never mind. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm so glad... what I wanted to say was I'm glad people are still here, but um, I was laughing with you before we got on the air here today. Um, the problem with going on air after Lenny is that Lenny talks about all the stuff you're already going to talk about. So everyone's already heard. I mean, we'll have different thoughts and opinions, and you and I will go back and forth rather than him doing it himself. But all the things that we want to – all the things we want to talk about, Lenny already hit, hit on today because he talks about everything. I just write down all the things that I disagree with him on, and then I, I use those for the show notes. So I Perfect. Can... So so let's roll with it. We'll start with uh, Nelly Cruz. Boom, Nelly Boomstick Cruz signing with the Minnesota Twins. You like it? You hate it? I mean, there's no reason to hate it, but what are your thoughts? I don't think that they should have invested in a hitter. I think they should have went for a pitcher. That'd be good. And they. I know, but what pitcher were they going to get for one year, 12 or 14 million? Geo. Yeah, I guess so, but they still could get Geo. Yeah, they still could. They better get Geo. They better get something because uh, their pitching is so bad. I mean, it really is their biggest downfall. Their starting pitcher has been pitch. Their starting pitching has been bad since at least two thousand. I agree. I agree, Andy. But in that division, 
uh, Berrios, Gibson, Odorizzi, maybe Healthy Pineda, um, one of the youngsters like a Mejia or a Romero, although uh, Lenny did mention Romero could be a closer, and I don't disagree. I mean, the, the rotation is not good, but in that division, it's probably the, still the second best, and their lineup might be the best in the division. Their lineup crushes, dude. If if well, they like you were saying earlier, they have added they've a added, ton they, of power. Added probably at the very least seventy five to eighty home runs with Crone, Scope, and uh, and Cruz. They have it's, like even if Cruz hits you know thirty two, let's say, and Crone gives them twenty eight, Scope's still going to give them fifteen to twenty easy, and he does have thirty potential because he's done it before. But you know, I was looking at Nelson Cruz's numbers and he was always good in Texas, but since he got the season of Baltimore and then Seattle, he has not hit less than thirty seven home runs and he's not driven in less than ninety three runs. So he is he's a guy that can absolutely mash. Yeah, um, I mean there's a we're, there, we're talking about a legitimate middle of the order threat that is going to make every other hitter around him better. Look what J.D. Mart. I'm not saying he's J.D. Martinez, us, but look what J.D. Yeah, did but to he is. Ben Attendee and Bogarts. I expect Cruz to have that same impact on the Twins' young hitters. Especially when he's doing that stuff in Seattle, dude, and they have a horrible team, and he's still doing that 37 home run stuff. I'd say he's he's pretty uh, he's he's. I, look well, at he's the, gotten better with age. 33 years old is when he started to be even better than he was previously. He had some, again, he had some good years. Yeah, he in probably introduced Texas. Cano to the the freaking PEDs because... Uh, well, no, it's probably the other way around. No. He probably took what he got from all the Yankees guys and introduced it to, uh, to Cruz. No, Cruz got suspended like five years ago for it, or three years ago or something, four years ago. He was suspended at one point for... PED. Anyway, whatever it is, he's still hitting. So who cares what kind of drugs he's on? That's my opinion. I will say this. If this team is healthy, there's so much potential on hitting in this team. And, and there's so much potential for a big fat failure, too, because of what we saw last year. I mean, but if you take – But is there, Andy? I mean, at the very least, this is probably an 81-win team because of the rest of the division stinks. I mean, well, they, that's fine. they could not I mean, be good and they could still – they could still end up. They could still end up as an 82 or 83 win team at the very least because of that division. I mean, I still I think they could still compete with Cleveland with the roster they have today, and they should be able to crush everybody else, especially offensively. Like they're yeah, I mean, probably look, be a top five offense in the American League. Last year, Jonathan Scope didn't show up. Miguel Sano didn't show up. Uh, Buxton didn't show up. Kepler didn't show up. None of these people showed up last year, so they could range anywhere from like the twentieth on you know twenty out of twenty nine teams for home runs, or they could end up hitting more home runs than the Yankees. It's just all. Well, Lenny said what they were twenty third in Major League Baseball last year. It's not Lenny's turn anymore. Uh, they're going to be top ten now, I guess. Is is my point? Lenny doesn't get a turn anymore. Just joking. Okay, I hear him yelling at me downstairs. <laughs> okay, let's move on. What do you think? Okay, here's one thing. You said 89 wins, but like you also no, said, I said 81 or 82. I would say is is a good is a good um, reference point for that's that. Ridiculous. You really? That's ridiculous. I I would say 81 or 82 is should be a lock. I mean, obviously you can't assume anything in professional sports, but with that division, with the players they have on the team, with the offense they have, even if guys. Don't do as good as they should. They should still be an 80-win team. At least. 
I'm going to say they're like a 95 win team at least. I, wow. I mean, do you no, think no, that? See, I don't know if they can do 95. 95 would win them the Central because the Indians aren't going to win more than 90 or 991 games, in my opinion. Well, I mean that it's all relative, okay? Let's just say it doesn't matter if it's 91 games or 89 games. Well, let's just talk about the AL Central right now. What are the chances of the Minnesota Twins? competing with the Cleveland Indians should they not trade Kluber and Bauer. I, I can't stand these people anymore. I go to MLB.com. I just go there and I see this. Why Kluber and Bauer won't be dealt. Oh, really? I can't wait to read that one. These people just make up shit as they go. Okay? <laughs> well, it, it, it's easy to talk about. It gets tons of clicks, and that's what people care about. Um, you know, I'm not sure if the Twins can compete with the Indians from a – um, pitching standpoint, at least starting pitching-wise, I don't think they can. But what they have done is added to the lineup so that when they do go up against Cleveland and those good pitchers, they could compete. And, I mean, I think if the Twins could even – they used to play, what, 18, 19 games a year. If they can even go 9 and 10, 9 and 9 against the Indians this year in the regular season, they have a chance to win that division because of the fact that they should beat up and the 18 or 19 games they have against the Detroit, um, Kansas City, and uh, the White Sox, because those teams have no pitching, in my opinion, and they're not going to slow down these Twins bats. No chance. So I'm looking at the Minnesota Twins um, stats and the standings from last year at MLB.com. I already said that. But they, um, in the AL Central, they were 42-34, and 34, so they did well in their division last year anyway. They were 10-22 and 22 in the West, but one thing that stood out to me is that they're, they were horrible on the road. Um. So on the road they were twenty nine and fifty two. Yeah, that's terrible. I mean, you gotta think that that can level out even a little bit. If they, if you gotta think, if the Twins can play five hundred baseball on the road, they have a chance to win that division. Let me say this: for a wild card spot. You look at the run differential of these teams in the AL, just pretty much everywhere except for the AL East. I mean, Tampa Bay was plus seventy. Okay, think of that. And the the Yankees were plus 182, and the Boston Red Sox were plus 229, and the Cleveland Indians were plus 170, and the Twins were negative 337. But it gets worse because Detroit, the White Sox, and Kansas City, they were all negative, like, between 160 and 200. Everybody knows what run differential is. It's how much. Yeah, that's, and that's dreadful. Um, so that they, is, I mean, they obviously need. Terrible. Yeah, they obviously needed to address their run scoring problem but the thing is, is did they really need all of that i mean did they really need scope did they really and Kron? well they got thrown for nothing yes because the rays just dumped him the way they did it with Corey dickerson scope i think was a really good low pro cheap signing because he came off a bad year i think he can't be any worse and he's an improvement over what they had i mean brian dozer when they had him last year dozer had a down season at the very least i think that scope can do what dozer did for them last year and that's that's at the minimum you hope but scope was such a disappointment last year like i owned him last year so i'll just get that out of the way right now i owned him on a lot of teams and so that's why i hate him okay there you go um but I think the biggest thing, and we've all heard it, Lenny and I talked about it. I think you and Lenny talked about it the other day, and we'll talk about it right now. The real key to this twin team is Miguel Sano and Byron Buxton, and there's yeah. no way around it. 
Mm-hmm. That though they are the keys because if you can get a full season, a healthy Miguel Sano, I posted in the chat room. This guy can hit two sixty, two sixty five, thirty homers, ninety RBIs. And if Buxton even can play all year and hit two sixty five, two sixty five is not asking a lot from Byron Buxton. He's going to get you those stolen bases. He's going to play elite defense in center field. He has the power. He has the speed. So if those guys are actually healthy and play every day with the rest of the team that they have, plus the guys they brought in. I mean, they're they're a solid team. Do they do they lack in the starting rotation? Yeah, sure they do. Barrios, I think, could be great. Gibson is a solid pitcher. He's not good, not bad. Odorizzi is kind of like Gibson Lame. team. Pineda, Pineda has upside, but he's injury prone. Um, I really do like this Al, at Alberto Mejia kid, the lefty. I think he's good. Don't know much about the, Zach Little, the other guy they have. and um, I don't know if they're going to be using Romero in the bullpen or not, but he also had some very good starts for them last year. I love... Jose Barrios, and I love Michael Pineda in Minnesota. I think that Michael Pineda could be a great sleeper this year because he was going to be great before he went to Yankeesville, and he didn't do well there, but it seems like... Well, you know what it is, Andy. Lots of hitters go to the Yankees and do great. Lots of pitchers go to the Yankees and really struggle. So I'm I'm with you. I'm Um, glad you know that. Pineda... Pineda, um, you know, lost a lot of value going to New York outside of maybe the wins category. Look what happened with Sonny Gray, obviously. Um, you know, Evaldi couldn't cut it with the Yankees when he went there. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of guys that have gone other places. Either they were good before or they've been good since leaving the Yankees from a pitching standpoint. So um, I'm with you there. And I was ta- telling you, I think, the other uh, – the other week that I uh, I love guys like uh, like Pineda, guys who have not necessarily pitched a lot, who are going to be um, you know drafted late in fantasy drafts. But he's got all the stuff in the world. There is no denying the fastball slider combination that he has. And in Minnesota, against bad competition for the most part, about half his games, third to half of his games are against terrible. Um, terrible teams. I mean, he, he could be very solid. He could have a three and a half ERA with more, more than a K per inning. He might actually get an ERA under four for once in a long time. So um, I, I do definitely love Pineda. I think everything you said about him is right. He strikes out batters. He, he was on his way when he was in Seattle till he went to your team and they screwed him up. I do like him. So we'll see what happens. Um, Harper and Machado don't want to go to the Philly because they don't particularly like the idea. Now, let me explain something. I want to know. The how, idea, in that, do you know though, all, is it the idea of the city? Is it the idea of the team, the organization? No, they don't like the city. I, okay. But I'm sorry. These two did not both say this exact thing. It's so ridiculous and misleading. These Harper and Machado don't particularly like the idea, in quotes, like particularly. Like what? They both got on the phone and they said to you that they don't like the idea of playing in Philly? No, they didn't. You don't even know what they want. They, Of course they say that it's the Yankees is their first choice because the Yankees is everybody's first choice. But I don't think it's – I just don't. How can one author have talked to Harper and Machado and they both said that they aren't particularly fond of the idea? Well, I would imagine that – I believe it's Joel Sherman. I would imagine that Joel Sherman has probably spoken to the agents of, oh, well, of, of those players. Okay, but I mean, the agents don't tell him anything. The agents aren't telling John – they're not telling John Morosi, and they're not telling whoever wrote that article that you just said. What's his name? I think it was, I think it was Heyman Sherman. or Sherman. It Sherman. was Joel Sherman. Yeah. Pretty sure. 
Anyway, one one person at MLB writes something, and then the whole world wants to write about the same damn thing. They, I don't know. I, I just honestly though, Andy, I don't. I actually don't see either of them going to the Phillies though. I said it the other day, and I'll stick by it. I think Machado is going to the Yankees. I think Harper is actually going to end up back in Washington. I definitely agree with you that they probably won't go there, but I wouldn't say that it's because they don't like it there. They're probably looking for the best contract for their future. I really think that baseball is so much more of a business than that. I mean, if they're not interested, if they don't particularly like the city of Philly, then they're certainly not going to like the city of Southside Chicago. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't consider the White Sox to actually be players for either one. Their names can be out there, but I just don't see it. Again, um, I don't think Machado goes anywhere else but the Yankees. I just – I highly, highly doubt it. Um, with Harper, it's a little more interesting um, because I do think there are other places he would like to go. Um, I mean, to me, again, Harper going back to Washington makes actually more sense than it did before the Corbin signing because now – you know, you look at the team, they've made improvements there with Corbin. Um, they obviously didn't make the playoffs last year, but they have a very good core of players. Harper goes back there, even if it's, you know, two, like, is it a terrible idea for Harper to take, let's say, a two-year deal, $65 million, that's a ton annually. He skips next year's free agent market that has Goldie and Arenado and Bumgarner and Garrett Cole, some big-ass names. He becomes a free agent again at 28 or 29 years old, which is still young. He gets a big, nice big payday, has a chance to go to Washington and win for two years, and then he goes back to the open market with probably even more value because I think he's going to be better the next two years than he's been in the past because he's only entering his prime now. I agree. Um, uh, Harper to the so what? Look, there's all kinds of. Let's just talk about Harper, just specifically Harper for a minute. Um, there, all all these teams are interested. Supposedly, everybody's interested. I would be interested, but interested in like, uh, can they afford it? Is two different things. I absolutely think that the the two year contract is a good idea for Harper for a team for both for both. And if he does something like that, it's going to start, like, a whole new age in baseball because, you know, Trevor Bauer was the first one that said he's not going to sign anything longer than a year-long contract. And it makes sense for both involved. It makes sense. As long as you think that you're still going to be good, why do you need, like, a 10-year contract? Yeah, you know, I actually – I, um, I think it's going to start happening in a lot of the pro sports. I saw – I know we're talking baseball here, but for the basketball fans out there, there's this young kid, Anthony Davis, one of the premier players in the NBA. And he said he's not going to go for the super max contract, what they call it in the NBA. He wants a short-term, you know, two-year deal, and he wants to keep, you know, re-upping that two-year deal. And I think LeBron James was doing that for a while when he was with the Cavaliers for the second time. I kind of like the idea. Get more money per year than you would over a long stretch of time. And you can, you know, you don't, you're not tied down to one team. Um, it's like being a bachelor almost. It's, it's like not tying the knot with marriage. It's like being a bachelor. You go from uh, one woman to the next the same way these players can go from one team to the next. And a two-year deal for Harper, if it doesn't work out, let's say, in Washington, again, he's still in his 20s when that contract ends. Okay. And maybe – Maybe a team like the White Sox, who is willing to pay him, will be a competitive team two years down down the road. The landscape of the league is going to change two years from now. It could open up more or different suitors for him than there is currently. Is it is uh, the south side of Chicago going to be a nice place to live in two years? No. No. So um, 
here's the thing. I, I just think that it's fine and all for your bachelor theory. That's totally is a good. It's a good. I like it. So while you were saying it, I'm thinking, yeah, it's all fine and dandy for the bachelor until he loses his job and can't find another one and ends up single for the rest of his life and nobody to do his laundry and then that sucks. And the same goes for baseball. It's like it's much safer to do that in baseball than it would be in football, obviously. But you run the risk of getting injured, aging. And then not having any financial in coming in. But you could always defer your pays. You could always defer. Like, I think a, a lot of players are maybe, I don't know. The Mets just finished def- paying a deferment for the last 20 years. They've been paying a player a million a year for the last 20 years. I know, but you know what? I, I don't disagree, but in this case, I mean, is Harper really going to be in trouble if he takes a two-year, $65 million deal and gets hurt and then doesn't make as much? I mean, if he blows out his knee or he's he – set for life when he gets – he's getting $65 million in two years. He's set for life. I mean, yes, and, and absolutely, and that's kind of like how Bauer ta- put it too. It's just that you know he's got his money. He's got it tied up in other things like rental homes and different companies, driveline baseball and all this. And so he's like, I've already made enough money to live for the rest of my life. And if you're living like a normal person, then it probably is true. However, we all know that you know a good chunk of athletes, they run out of money after they retire. Well, more so the ones in previous eras that didn't make the crazy amounts of monies that are happening now. Or, of course, um, there are some people that are loose with their money and not smart about it. But, I mean, Harper would be set for life on a two-year deal. And you know what? Harper and Machado, these guys specifically, they're rare cases because even if they sign a short deal, even if they get hurt, someone's still going to pay them when they're healthy again. Are you – wait. Is George – Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I'm kind of like double – I'm multitasking, which is a bad idea all the time. So anyway, uh, what's up with Joel Sherman? He's the one that said that Harper and Machado are going to Phillies and Chicago. He doesn't know which player to which team, though. The, <laughs> didn't, wait, but didn't he just say that they don't – neither team likes the Phillies? That's what I'm saying. So this was just a – I don't know. It says um, – that Sherman believes that Philadelphia and Chicago will be where Harper and Machado end up, though he doesn't know which player will be in which city. He also notes the involvement of other clubs, particularly the Dodgers and the Yankees. The Dodgers could persuade Harper to head west to a World Series contender in a city of stars, and the Yankees need a shortstop to open the season because Didi is out. So, but I, I do think that and Harper... Pe- you know what people aren't talking about is that not just for this season, Didi's a free agent after 2019. So it's very possible he demands a large sum of money that the Yankees won't necessarily be willing to pay him. So you're not just necessarily getting Machado for this year. It's If you're getting Machado, you plan on using him. And even if they do re-sign Didi, all it does is it makes Antahar either a first baseman, a DH, or it makes him trade bait. And I love Antahar. I'm a big Antahar supporter. Um, but at the same time, he's the one guy on this team outside of Glaber Torres, who's probably untouchable, that could actually get you the legitimate return for a stud starting pitcher, which is what the Yankees do want. Everyone says they need pitching. There's not really a pitcher out there that's going to make a difference for them on the market. There wasn't. Corbin wasn't that guy. Keiko's not that guy. Avaldi's not that guy. If they want to, they need a bona fide. Well, too bad pitcher. for you that you're only going to get that via a trade. Avaldi won't play for you. I know. He won't come uh, there. I, I, I didn't want him, though. Yeah, anyway, you did. I did not you at did. all. You did. I didn't want him or Corbin. You did want. 
I think Evaldi's going to make 30 starts in three years. I think he's going to hurt himself again. So he always does. I was reading yesterday that, I mean, this is kind of old news, so people probably already know it, but Evaldi said that the only team that guaranteed that he would be a starting pitcher is Boston. The rest of them only wanted him to come and be a reliever, which, I mean, based off what you just said, you probably agree with the reliever side of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I did hear rumors about teams being interested in him as a reliever, and um, would it have made him a little, um, would it have made him more interesting from a health standpoint? Probably, because it's harder for him to blow out his arm for a third or fourth time uh, pitching, you know, an inning or two um, every outing rather than going five, six, or seven like he might. I mean, um, I think he's a great pitcher. My point is just that Machado is not would not just be a fill-in yes. for Didi is either going to be a free agent or re-signed. It would make someone expendable in the trade. So there's a lot of good that can happen from Machado. But again, I'm I'm going to go back to it and say, I think the Yankees need Harper more. I think they need that left-handed bat in oh, the middle of their order. You're ridiculous. Well, who's going to play shortstop then? I don't really care who, who they bring in for two or three months. I'd rather them re-sign. If they're going to sign one of these guys... I'd rather them sign Harper, put him in left field, have a left-handed bat in the middle of the order, and go out and get one of your Iglesias or Galvis yes. guys for two months yeah. until yeah. until Gregorius comes back. I think Didi missed what it was the last year or two years ago where Didi missed the first month and a bit, and they were just fine with shitty players <laughs> like Torres, and they had uh, they had Pete Cosma playing shortstop for them for for weeks. Okay, I mean, well. I don't they'll, they'll be fine. They'll be fine at shortstop until Didi comes back with or without Machado, in my opinion. What they need is a left-handed bat and an impact left-handed bat. Yeah, but you're not going to get Harper because that's just – I don't know. I'm sorry, but I can't – no, he can't. That's right. Sadly, I agree with you. I think Machado will be a Yankee and Harper won't. I'm saying if I had a choice – from a fan standpoint, from what I see the Yankees actually need in their in their order, I'm not talking about position positional wise. I'm talking about in the batting order, a lefty that can hit in the middle of the order. That's Bryce Harper because they don't have one. The whole team is right-handed outside of Brett Gardner and Aaron Hicks right now. Brett Gardner shouldn't play every day, and um, Aaron Hicks is a switch hitter who's probably going to hit towards the top of the order because he has a great on-base percentage. So you're going to line the order up with. Righty and Judge, righty and Stanton, righty and Sanchez, righty and Andahar, righty and Torres, righty and Luke Voigt. Yeah, I, mean, I get it. It's, 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 it's crazy. Greg Bird hits lefty. Brett Gardner hits lefty. Yeah, but is Greg Bird going to play? And Brett Gardner should be nothing more than a fifth outfielder. Well, I'm sorry, but he's your left fielder. Yeah, right now it looks like him and Frazier are going to platoon. So there you go. You got two. And then what about Bird? Is he ever going to be healthy? He can hit lefty. <laughs> I mean – I'd love to give Greg Bird a chance because I think he could be that left-handed middle-of-the-order bat that I'm talking about, but he's never healthy. You can't rely on him. La, 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 la. Okay, moving on. Um, keep it in, in the AL East, Rays. So, um, obviously, they want to cruise, didn't get cruise. And I'm not sure they're going to do this. I'm hearing, I think Lenny talked about earlier, they might be looking more like a guy like a Wilmer Flores-type player, but they do have interest in trading for Nick Castellanos, who I do think would be a great addition for them. I love Castellanos' bat. He has no value to the Tigers at this point, a rebuilding team. So that would certainly be an interesting addition for what, the Rays. Yeah, what can they give them, though? What can they give them? I, I'm sure they can give them pitching. They have pitching. 
I mean, if I was them, I'd flip uh, De, De Leon, who they got from the uh, the Dodgers a while ago. They don't need De Leon anymore. Um, I'm sure they have players in their um, in their minor league system that they they could give. Um, there's can... there's more than enough for them. Maybe they could give, uh, and they they could probably afford to give away an outfielder at this point too. They have a bunch of outfielders now, especially if they bring in Castellanos, who would probably go to the outfield, although he could DH technically. Um. So I have. While we're talking about the Rays, let's talk about Tommy Pham. Yeah, I was going to say, you know what? Maybe they can trade Pham for him. <laughs> right? I know. That's what I was thinking, and then I thought, oh, I have a sound clip. If Pham's not so damn happy playing in front of no fans, then ship him off to uh, a cold, lonely city of Detroit, who's even worse than Tampa as as a team, and probably won't be playing in front of m- many fans either. If he doesn't like it, then get the hell out of here. I'm going to play the clip now. So, one second. Going from, you know, playing in front of a great fan base to uh, a team with really no fan base at all. You know, St. Louis, they're one of the few teams to where day in and day out, you know, they have a 40,000 fans at every game. And um, that's something that's that I miss. Um you know, because even out here in the Dominican, you know, they, you know, they, they have a strong fan base with the team I'm playing for. Um, their fans are very supportive. They're, they're loud. And uh, the race, they just don't have that. So um, do I think something has to happen, whether it be, a, you know, a, a new ballpark, maybe a new city? I think so, you know, because – if if you have a team that's going to be winning, you know, 90-plus games competing in that division and uh, you don't have uh, any fan support, then uh, that, that's, a, that's a huge problem. Okay, so, yeah, that's a huge problem. I, I – you heard that fam conversation, right? Lewis. I, I, I mean, I didn't just hear it now, but yes, I heard it. One thing I want to address before you go on, Unholy says the way Harper draws walks, Yankees would have a lot of two-run homers. I don't disagree, Unholy, but the way I look at it is Harper won't draw so many walks. You'll have to pitch to Harper in the Yankees lineup because Judge will hit in front of him and Stanton will hit behind him. You're going to have to pitch to him. You don't want to put him on base for Stanton and Sanchez and Andahar and Torres. So Harper would probably have the best season, one of the best seasons he's ever had in that lineup in that stadium with all the protection um okay smile uh let's talk about fam he doesn't like playing in tampa bay he said that they need a new stadium or a new city he said there's forty thousand fans yes, at they do there's forty thousand fans at every game in st louis and basically that you know when you don't have any fan support and i mean i hate to break the news to tommy fam but it's not going to happen in Tampa. We, how long have we been waiting for them to get a new ballpark or a new city or a new stadium? They're definitely something? not getting a new stadium anytime soon. They're they're closer to playing in a new city than they are in a new stadium. And, I mean, it's like Oakland, you know, like Oakland. Oakland. Um, Donkey says turn up your sound a little bit. Okay. I just, yeah, good. Thank you for telling me because I'm Thank not, you, Donkey. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, so, okay. Uh, anyway, I could edit that because, you know, I'm the queen of editing, and that's what it is but the least editing i get to do the better 
So let's get our shit together and get it on. DVD, Dan, DeBalkabizzle, Fantasy Fisticuffs has raised to Portland. Well, what do you feel oh. about that, Andy? You, 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 lived in, you lived in Portland for a while, so what, what would you feel about that? I, I would love a baseball team in Portland. I would – I mean, Portland's – where they want to put it is an excellent spot. It's right on the river. It's by the airport. It's, it's just open field of – there's nothing there right now. I think it would be lovely. I don't know for sure that it would pan out financially, but it's a beautiful – beautiful in the summertime in portland and i would totally i mean for our friend john garofalo and for you dvd you'd probably like it too because he could travel up to portland to go see it and they would love i mean our friend john he would love to, he's been trying to get you know he's been every time he thinks that the baseball stadium is going to go there he's just like super excited so i do think it's a great place but i don't know financially i don't know how the market would be i don't th- would tampa go there or maybe oakland who I mean, knows? there's so. I mean, I've heard about the Rays going to Montreal too, which would be very cool because it would kind of set up. Um, it's not the same province, but you know what they have with Texas and Houston in the West, the interstate rivals. If you put Montreal, if you Tampa went to Montreal, you'd have the Canadian rivalry there with the Expos and the Jays in the AL East. I always thought that would be very interesting. I know Montreal wants their wants their team back. Well, then. Uh... Uh, Canada would have more teams in the MLB than they do in hockey. No, they have seven in hockey. Oh, they yeah. do? Uh, yeah, they have, they have seven, seven teams? in hockey. Now, oh again, Tampa can't move to Portland, Andrea, because of uh, geography. I mean, I'm I'm not a geography major, but you can't have a team move into a west a west when Why? they're in the east. Why? Because it just, it just makes no sense. The Giants did to, it. The Dodgers did it. Yeah, but that was before the divisions were realigned. Now with the divisions being aligned the way that they are, it makes no sense for a West Coast team to be playing in the American League East. If there's no – if there, I don't see what the deal is. If Tampa leaves and Seattle can – then what? If Tampa leaves, then what? They don't have anybody? Tampa has to go somewhere. They need to go somewhere else. Tonight. They can't yeah. compete in that division. Everybody needs to go somewhere else or they'll never get any wins. I mean – this is a topic for another day, but I always I think they should go back to two divisions in each league, personally, um, and you know make it a little make it a little deeper in each division. Um, you can move the Tigers and um, the White Sox probably to the East, um, and you can probably move teams like KC and oh and the Indians to the East. You can probably move teams like Minnesota and uh, Kansas City into a central where you would have the West Coast teams there. Um, I think it would be very interesting to have go to two two divisions in, in each league. And also it would make the uh, the wild card situation a lot better too because there's only two division winners and then the rest would be wild cards and it would it would be a lot uh it would be a lot more fair that way too, in my opinion. But that's again another okay. another discuss, uh, day. I just think it's impossible for the Rays personally where they are right now in the AL East to move to a West Coast city, whereas a team on the West or an expansion, I think DVD brought it up, expansion, that would make more sense too. Expanding to 32 teams, um, you would then have 16 teams in each league, and you could do the two-division thing and have eight teams per division. Okay. Uh, Josh Harrison is a hot commodity right now, I think. He's probably be getting more attention by teams, and for good reason. He plays everywhere. He's a total utility guy. I love, I've been liking having him on my team. I didn't have, own him last year, but he's 
for a utility guy to get full time play is pretty is pretty something. But um, last year he didn't he didn't really get full time play. Last year I'm looking at his plate appearances now. He only had 374. But the four years before that he was over 500, right about 500. Last year he only got 374 plate appearances. So two time All Star. About replacement level last year at 97 games. So 97 games, about half the time. I just wonder, where do you think Josh Harrison's going to go? There's a lot of teams interested in him right now. In you fact, know what? Most of these teams don't make any sense to me outside of the Nationals. Maybe the Brewers a little bit, but the Reds at this point don't make sense. Even if they trade Scooter Jeanette, they have Nick Senzel. Um, and with the... Um, with the Brewers, they have that young kid, Hiura, however you pronounce it. The Nationals, on the other hand, Wilmer Defoe, Howie Kendrick, they could certainly use a second baseman after losing Daniel Murphy. The Nationals make total sense. The others, not so much. Definitely not the Reds. Um, Pittsburgh declined his $10.5 million option. So do you think he's going to get paid more than $10.5 million? Um, I think he can get about the same, but I think he'll get more years than the one year he would have gotten from the Pirates on that option. Can he make more than that? Possibly. I think he's more of a 9 to $10 million player, maybe a three-year deal, though. Okay, in 2014 is when he peaked, for sure. He had all kinds of games at all kinds of positions. Last year, he only played second base, so he's only going to qualify at second base. He did play two, twice at third, but that doesn't mean anything for you guys. So, I mean, even at Yahoo, it doesn't count. Second base only eligible. That's no bueno in fantasy, but depending on where he goes, he might be a decent sleeper, maybe. But I think he might. I'm not drafting him, bottom line, no matter where he goes. Um, I'm I'm not very interested either, unless it's as a um, one of those either. If I really lacking as a, a middle infield spot, or he's a great guy to have on your bench as an injury replacement, Harrison. That's kind of the way I look at him because he plays so many positions. So if you're either in a daily league, you can always plug him in. And there's teams on days off, or um, if you have an injury at second, at third, at this or that, whatever, he's a guy you can plug in. But to me, he's not a guy I would want to be drafting to start in my lineup every day. The Red Sox need a closer. They obviously are tied up to they're, – they're linked to – Kimbrell, I don't, I don't know. I'm starting to change my mind about where Kimbrell goes because I think that the Red Sox might have already signed him. And if they wanted him bad enough, they would have already signed him. Obviously, they don't. They want the price to go down, which is more important to them than getting him. But there's a couple other closers that are on the market, like Adam Ottavino and also Zach Britton. And both of these two are pretty in, in, intriguing to me. Like, Adam Ottavino is 33, but last year he developed a cutter. He he, that's his new pitch. So, I mean, before that, he had a slider and a sinker. But he really did come back with a decent cutter last year. He is can be an effector, too. He pitched more than four outs ten times. Um, he's 33, so you know he's not going to cost. He's probably going to cost half of what Kimbrell costs. And also, I like Zach Britton for the same type of thing. His pitch is, I think it's a sinker that he throws like 90% of the time. He's the only one in baseball, and he gets a ton of ground balls. The ALEs could use a pitcher like that, a closer like that. I don't think Kimbrell is as good as he used to be when he was in Atlanta, and the Red Sox obviously know that. So which Ottavino or Britain or who? They, they still think Ottavino is going to get paid more than Familia. Um, I was going to say, I look at Ottavino, and then I look at Familia, Kelly, and Andrew Miller's contracts. 
Um, they were all in the range of in about 10, 12, 13 million per year. Some were two years. I think some were three years. Um, I look at him around that same range, probably closer to what Andrew Miller got from a financial standpoint. I think he'd be a great fit for Boston, New York, Philadelphia, Atlanta, any of those teams. And what's impressive for me is that you look at his numbers. He did the, he did it in Coors Field half the time too. I mean, we're talking about a pitcher who it's not not like he was in Seattle or something. Let's say. And that, or San Diego, and then going to Colorado. He put up those superstar, all-star caliber relief pitcher numbers in Colorado of all places. So I really like him. I like him more than I like Britton. I do like Britton, but has to be a closer because Britton in the non-closer role, we've talked about it a number of times, just not effective. I don't think so. I disagree with that. I think Britton could be effective again. I think, but oh, okay. These are the these are the type of play, pitchers. These are the type of players in fantasy that you just. I hope that they're not signed by the time I draft my teams. I will draft both of them when they don't have a closer job, and they will get a closer job because both of these guys are going to end up getting saves. I agree. I mean, it backfired last year with Greg Holland, but I think it's a bit of a different situation with Britton and and Ottavino than it was with Holland last year. Um, Again, I know I like Britton. What I'm saying is I don't like him in a non-closer situation, whereas with Ottavino, I'll take him anywhere. Oh, I thought you meant – I thought you – okay, well, thanks for clarifying. I was confused. You, you know what I mean, though, right? Yeah, now when, I do. When you've seen him pitch in the seventh or the eighth inning, Bryn, he's just not effective. Right. I did not – At I, all. When you, I thought that you said that he couldn't be a close – like he's not effective in the closer role, but I was wrong about that. So Ottavino was drafted. You know, he was the first-round draft pick in 2006 by the St. Louis Cardinals. He was actually born in New York, which – may or may not ever play out. Obviously, the Yankees don't need another closer, but I – He's a better closer well, than – They don't need a closer, but they certainly need a reliever. Well, why bother getting a closer? Because you're going to have to pay more just for that title. Well, Ottavino has closed before, but he's more or less been a seventh, eighth inning guy. So, um, I mean, he could be signed as a closer this year, but I don't consider him being – I don't consider him being signed necessarily as a closer. It doesn't have to go to a team that needs a closer. He could just get closer money and go to a team that needs one, but he could also go to a team that already has a closer and be a terrific setup man. He could be. He's an effector, definitely an effector. He had six wins last year and four or six saves. Six wins and six saves. But look, <laughs> he blew. He blew five saves, dude. Donkey Yoki says, "What? What is his dog's name?" Yeah, it's true. If if his dog's name is Pesky's Pole, he's going to Boston. Yeah. Um, right? What if his? What? Yeah, yeah, totally. What if his dog's name is Yankee Stadium? Well, I, I was gonna say if his dog's name is Pinstripes, he might be going to, to the Yankees. So. As if his dog's name is Asshole, he'll go to the Yankees. Yeah, haha, good one, Andy. Um, uh, DVD says, "What about Kimbrel to the Angels?" Yeah, I mean, uh, Angels suck for the Angels. The Angels are either need to go all in or break it down. The Angels, what? if I'm the Angels, I'm signing Kimbrel, I'm signing Harper, I'm signing Keuchel, and I'm going all in trying to win right now with with Mike Trout. If they don't make moves to improve their team, they might as well just trade Trout because the Angels, in my opinion, have not enough going on right now. Kimbrell is a very interesting case, though, Andy, because he's... Can I say what I think about the Angels? No. Yeah, of course you can. Okay, go, go ahead. ahead. Just let me say it after. Don't let me forget. No, just say it now. I, I, don't, I don't care. Are you going to forget? No. Okay. I was just going to say that the Angels made the decision to go all in when they signed an injured Shohei Otani for whatever they signed him for, and they need to back that up because they are definitely at that stage where they need to do something or Mike Trout is going to get through his prime and they have nothing to show for it. 
100%, and I said it the other day, if they have to trade Trout, and you're not going to be better by trading Trout, even if you don't enter, um, quote-unquote, a rebuild, you're getting worse when you're trading Trout. So if they have to trade Trout, that almost makes the Otani signing meaningless. It makes them look really dumb. So I love your point there because, to me, with Trout, with Otani in there, although he's not going to be there this year as a pitcher, he's still going to hit, yeah. they have, they, they've, they've almost forced their own hand. They've made their bed. Now they have to sleep in it. They have yeah. to go for it. So they need to invest in a starting pitcher a little better than Matt Harvey, okay? And also they need to figure out their closer spot because I wish that Cam Bedrosian would ever be healthy. His dad was – I mean, I just think that, obviously, it's uh, – I think he should be the closer, but he has been a failure as a closer so far. I think I might take a chance on him late in drafts just because he's free, but he's got the best chances, in my opinion, of being the closer right now if Kimbrell doesn't get signed or Ottavino or whatever. But they definitely need to get out, get out, uh, do something or get out, do something. Yo, it has, they have to do something because I would laugh to myself – if a year and a half, two years from now, Trout gets traded, um, and then Otani leaves three a uh, year or two after that in free agency, it would be a complete waste of signing Otani. It would be a complete waste of having Mike Trout. AA says um, Double A Hamilton deal. I think they're still paying the Hamilton deal. Yeah, the Angels have been burned by, by some uh, – buy some big contracts but at this point again they've made their bed they have to sleep in it it's time to spend 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 and do what they have to do harper keichel kimbrell put it on the board angels do it and you have a chance to win and you're and you're doing you're doing your fans a a service by going for it with trout with the with otani still around because trout's gone in two years i don't think he's he's staying there unless unless they do make these additions and try and go for it if you add harper for seven years um there's no reason for trout to leave because it's trout and harper and they're gonna have a chance to win at some point I think that uh, Double A should get on the horn right now. I'll add him to the Skype call. Get on your phone and get on Skype with us, because Double A needs to get on the air. I know. I, I've been begging him, begging him. Lenny, happy birthday! Thank you again, Lenny. I think Why is he saying that? Happy, he's wishing me happy birthday. I think fifteen times today, and makes me smile every time. Good. Maybe he'll post your picture on Facebook instead of mine all the damn time. He can. Days. He I can. Hope he does. I think he just needs more. I, send him some maybe photos. I'll send him some. Yeah, Please. I'll send him some so he can. He could uh, he can advertise shows. Come listen to this guy. Um, yes. <laughs> Dolph Yoki should have got off the pot. Yeah, exactly with the angels. Exactly. Right? That's what I was trying to say, but I didn't want to say it on air because I I don't like cursing and. Saying, I think shit's okay. I don't say those words. Never. So, okay. Never. So okay, let's talk about um, the Cubbies. The Cubbies could get Harper, and they, you know, everybody says that they were two hundred twenty-seven million on the books last year. They. That's obviously way above the tax limit, the, the, the competitive balance tax limit. Um, it's 2019, it's 206 million. So how could they possibly fit a 30 million dollar annual commitment to their payroll? Well, they came up with something. The writers came up with something. So it never fails with them. But they did come up with a pretty decent idea, which is to pay down Hayward's contract and then trade him. And he's God, 106 million he's owed for the next five years. Okay, he is not worth the money. But so they would have to make him a 10 million dollar player before they could even get rid of him. If the Cubs paid down Hayward's contract, I would take him on on my team and put put him in left field. Well, the Braves could take him back. The Braves make sense. They did. They haven't replaced Nick Markakis yet, and Hayward does have good defense. 
So the Giants also uh, were looking into Hayward last year, and they would be a good fit too. Um, the right field at AT&T Park is the biggest outside of Coors Field, so Hayward might actually be able to hit there. You're so, wait, you're saying no, he would play. In, in Coors? He would, I'm sorry, he in would Coors? Play. I think a, a, everyone can hit in Coors. I think I could hit 300 in Coors Field. Well, no, I'm talking about fielding. So the, the Giants' right field is the, is the smallest besides. Oh, the Giants, yeah. From, from a defensive standpoint, it, it hurts. Um, and an offensive standpoint, no, it really hurts. It's the biggest. I have no clue what I'm talking about. Oh, Just okay. forget it. Well, Fucking sure. hit it. Edit, edit, We all know. <laughs> The Hayward can play defense. Giants, what defense can do, though? Let me just get this right before I let my friends go. I want to say that the AT&T Park, it's in San Francisco. It's got the biggest right field outside of Coors Field, it says. So I think that what they're trying to say is that Hayward could play good defense and cover a lot of ground in, in San Francisco when he plays outfield. Whoopty freaking do though. That's not going to help them win. Defense it's great. does help you win. It, Defense helps the Red Not Sox in San Francisco. Win. It's not going to help them win. They need a lot more than Jason Hayward. They got Madison Bumgarner. He can hit home runs. They have Madison Bumgarner for one more year. They have an aging Buster Posey. They have an underachieving Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford. Uh, and they have a bunch of nobodies in the outfield. Their outfield might be as bad as the Indians' outfield. So the Cubbies could – they're probably going to take the tax hit this coming season no matter what they do. So um, they might as well just forget about trying to get under this year in 2019. But um, in 2020, they could do some stuff, like they could let Cole Hamels and Ben Zobrist leave as free agents. They also don't need to bring back Brandon Moreau, Pedro Strop, Steve Cichek, Brandon Kinsler, and Brian Dunsing. What the hell is Brian Dunsing getting paid for? Is he – does that guy even have any stats? I'm sorry, but I uh, I still am scratching my head on what they did with Cole Hamels. Yeah, well, that's probably true. So especially deal, especially having with uh, later. Um, I want to say later to Royals, later to Jim Day. Thanks for stopping by, guys. Have yourselves a great Friday. Um, where where were we? Sorry, I was talking about what the Cubbies can do to get Harper. Okay. So yeah, so and they can make um, their best friends with the dog, you know, the dog, the Chris yes, Bryant dog. Exactly, exactly. They um or obviously, dog. obviously Hayward, getting rid of Hayward would make a ton of sense. But again, I'm scratching my head over the uh, over the Hamels. What did um, they do for Hamels? They picked up his player option. I think is twenty or twenty-one million bucks for this year. Holy I don't shit. I don't disagree with bringing him back, but why not why not let him go and then make Get a, a pick. Yeah, no, no. Well, they wouldn't have gone the pick because he was traded there. But oh. make him an offer. I what don't did they mind trade for him. Back. They traded somebody for his contract, twenty-one million. I don't. I didn't they see. They traded Texas in the middle of the season at the trade deadline. They brought okay. him in. Well, I wasn't paying attention that day. Well, either way, twenty million for one year seems like a crazy amount for them to be paying Cole Hamels when they already have a million pitchers. Um, and they're already invested all that money in you, Darvish, who hasn't really done anything for them either. Um, I think nah, if sucks. they were going to spend that money on a pitcher, it didn't need to be Hamels. Are you um, kidding me? That could get they like... didn't lose last year because of their pitching. We both know they lost because they couldn't hit the ball with any consistency, specifically down the stretch and into the playoffs. They couldn't hit. They needed to add offense, not cool Hamels for $20 million. No shit. They could have got two decent pitchers for that. 
$21 million. I forgot to mention the Chatwood contract. It also looks terrible right now. They have all this money invested in pitchers that aren't as good as they should be. Let's talk about Padres because we have a friend, Malpal, and he's from San Diego. And um, I think there was a conversation on someone's podcast that they were talking about which, t- which city has the worst sports teams of all. And San Diego was high up on the list. I don't know. San Diego's got such a beautiful – it's a beautiful place to be. I don't know about right this minute, but it's it's definitely a good, nice place to live. Um, what There's a big question. I mean, of course, they were rumored to be one of the interested parties in Kluber. Um, but even even beyond that, I mean, they, they've been rumored to be linked to just about every free agent that's worth having. And I really think that the, the Padres might be closer than we think to competing. I mean, I hope for them. I know that Eric Hosmer has been kind of a bust. Uh, Will Myers just yeah. I'd like to give Hosmer a second year in San Diego though before I can totally write him off. I know it was definitely underwhelming, but we know players go from one place to another, and sometimes it takes them a year or two to adjust. So I'll I'll give him a bit of a mulligan on the one season. Also, I mean San Diego's not a great place to hit. Um, apparently, Lenny says the Blue Jays to sign Matt Schumacher. Um, oh, okay, lovely. good for them. Whoops. Yeah. Um, good luck in the American League East, Matt. Um, <laughs> well, at least they did something. Yeah, sure, exactly. I'm going I think to see they won them this the fires too. We are going to see them this year, so I will. It's say. really not a, the stadium's really not as exciting as you as you think. I well, went it is there because life as a kid. The only cool thing about it is the is, hotel. Is the hotel, and yes. I'm staying the right in there with the room yeah. with the view. You don't even be... have to. You only have to buy tickets to the game. You just have to get a hotel room, but with the window facing the game, and exactly. you can see. Oh, yeah. Then I can eat cookies and watch the game. There you go. Okay, that's what I'm looking forward to. So that's what we're doing this year. Anyway, uh, San Diego needs to have – they have problems with defense. They obviously have problems with pitching. They have problems with hitting. They have problems with defense. But defense is a big problem. So whoever they're looking for offensively is going to have to have some kind of defensive skills. I mean, they put Will Myers at third base. It was a nightmare. And then they didn't get any kind of defense up the middle. So basically, if you hit it anywhere on the left side – you were good to go. Yeah, I mean, they they what they really need is another two years for all their young players to, to really develop. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I don't mind the idea of going out and signing guys, trading for guys, and having them already in place when the players do develop. But to me, they're better off saving their money, saving their prospects, not trading them, letting some of these guys develop for another year or two, let the Dodgers maybe get older, let maybe the Rockies lose, you know, Arenado to free agency, wait for the division to come a little back down to them because I think the car, the, the sorry not not the Cardinals I'm thinking football the, well, the I think the Diamondbacks I think the Diamondbacks are coming down to them the Giants are on their way down let the other teams come down a little bit let your players develop then go out there in two years and spend all that money trade whatever prospects you do want to trade and then bring in all these players because bringing in all big time players now Corey Kluber is going to set them back in my opinion not bring them forward they're still not going to win with Corey Kluber in my opinion I know but that's that's what everyone is talking about Corey Kluber Corey Kluber makes them a better team sure but I still think they end up taking a step back overall in in the grand scheme of things because they're getting rid of players that are probably going to help them when they are ready whereas Kluber probably won't be helping them when they're ready to win They'll be two years older or three years older and not as effective. I just don't see San Diego ever getting a pitcher like Kluber because they don't need a pitcher like Kluber because you gain talent. I mean, you're a better pitcher just by going there, just by going to San Diego. 
Well, that's why they should get Sonny Gray and give the Yankees uh, Hunter Renfro. Although I will say that they were 31 and 50 at home and 35 and 46 on the road, so they actually had a worse home record than they Well, did. they're bad everywhere because they're a bad team, and that's why Corey Kluber's not going to make them better. Corey Kluber. Or good enough. Or good enough. Just don't let the name Kluber roll off your tongue ever. Okay, Bob Gardner, any pitcher that's out there, Stroman, any of those guys. Somebody that's available, please. Yes, anyone that is available. Keiko, Uh, one pitcher doesn't make the Padres (laughs) into a 90-win team. The Padres were worse run differential than Cincinnati, and pretty much they were negative 150. That's pretty bad. Andy, talk for about a minute. I'm going to get some more coffee, okay? Yeah, could you blow your nose, please, while you're out there? Go <laughs> yeah, blow your I... nose. <laughs> okay, just What the hell me. am I supposed to talk about? I don't know. Let's just... oh, go on a rant. I'll Should come I back. Say, and... Cubby? Yes, well... Is it Cubby or is it Daughtry? Cubby or Daughtry? Yeah, exactly. Play a game, whatever you want to do. I'll be back in one minute. Let's play a Let's game. Run. Everybody needs an ace and a broomstick. A boomstick. A broom. A broom. Blah, blah, blah. Blah. What am I talking about? What can I do? I don't even know what to talk about. Lou just left me, people. He left me. All right. Let's play Terry Francona. This is why Kluber, and I've been playing this for a week now. I'm going to play it again. Because if you don't pitch, playing the game's hard. (laughs) And... Our pitching, even through difficult times or challenging times, mm-hmm. has always given us a chance to win. We know that. Yeah. That's why I said earlier today on somewhere 99% of what I'm seeing is incorrect. We are ne- we're not trying to give our pitching away. I guarantee you that. If somebody comes and makes a trade for one of our pitchers, they are going to have knocked our socks off. And helped you moving forward. Exactly. We're not yeah. trying to get worse. Right. And we know how good <laughs> right. our pitching is. Right. It would be a strength for strength kind of a scenario. You better correct? believe it. You better believe it. Got it. All righty. Should I just play that again? Should I play it again? I've been playing it. Maybe Lou's back, but I don't know. Lewis. Nope, he's not here. So what do you I, – I really believe Francona when he says that. I do not th- – I, I, I think that this is how all this crap started. One guy said, oh, the Cleveland Indians can beat that division. They could pretty much win that division with their hands tied behind their backs. They could actually give up Kluber and still win the division, and it was conversation piece. And it's totally valid that they probably could have given up Kluber last year or Bauer, and still won the division because that's how bad the American League Central was. But even before Minnesota decided to sign, even before any of this, it it's when people start, this is how, like, the game of telephone works. I mean, you start saying something, and then all of a sudden everybody else is saying the same thing, but nobody really knows. It's just based, I really think that this whole rumor about Kluber going, Bauer going, and all this, it started from a meaningless conversation at a bar somewhere, like our Tuesday night roundtable uh conversations and then somebody just went with it like now the cleveland indians are ready to give up bauer and kluber they're out and then and then it went to they're desperate to get rid of kluber didn't it uh, i'm back by the way obviously i was playing francona for them um, yeah. <laughs> yeah awesome i like that um i was gonna i was as i was getting my coffee i was like damn i should have told her to play joe buck um, oh yeah that's my oh that would have been good i have that yeah. too i'll play that at that, the uh, end that is have have you heard that like the, dude that's the whole thing 
Are you kidding me? I heard it. Well, I did hear it when it happened, but I forgot about it. And then I was I, a I was a virgin podcaster at the time, though. I, if it would have happened now, um, it would, probably wouldn't have been as funny because I would have been able to handle it better. I think the fact that I was so like um, not unprepared for something like that to Holy happen shit, it was so funny. That was one of the funniest things, dude, ever. I think I'll play it and we'll head out. What do you think? Because it's time. Yeah, sure. Go for it. I'm definitely going to play it, dude. It's too good. Okay, so this is Lewis on Blog Talk Radio with his buddy Zach, and they were talking about whatever they were talking about, and Joe Buck actually called into their show. I'm just surprised that you didn't know it was Joe Buck. Like, he's got such a distinct voice, dude. Like, I mean, did you, you – oh, it's too funny, you guys. Tell me why you didn't know it was him. How, how well, long did it take you? Through, midway through, we definitely knew it was him. We were texting the whole time um, about it after about five, ten seconds in, after we both said we didn't like him or that he's an asshole, whatever it was, we started to text each other, and we were talking. And then at some point, Zach actually says, is this Joe Buck? Because we had been texting about it. Yeah, right. And it was just like, what the hell is Joe Buck doing listening to Blog Talk Radio, number one? It's just too crazy. Like, how did that happen? Well, I think what they had to do is they had to find a live sports show that was going on at that time. Well, I know, but be able to get through to. Do you really think that they were like he went out to find somebody talking shit about Joe? Well, he didn't. He didn't. But I would assume that the whole idea was that the producers needed to find a live sports show for him to call into, and if they wanted to do it to a radio show, you have to wait because like a one on the actual radio, you have to wait because people. you know, you, yeah, you it's a long them. line. Wait, yeah. Exactly. On blog talk, you're going to get through right away. And they probably went on to a, a site like blog talk looking for a live show that was also a sports show. Because so wait. But Joe Buck's not going to call into a show about hair but or what, clothes. Just, what was he – was he on his own radio show or what – you said the producer. He was on Howard Stern. He was on the Howard Stern show. Oh. He was that day. Okay, so he was visiting Howard Stern and Howard Stern. Oh, I'll have to I'll have to look that interview up too because that has to be good. So that's part of that Howard Stern interview with Joe exactly. Buck. Awesome. All right, everybody, have a great day. We're gonna play this for you. Joe Buck called into a sports podcast. Howard Stern prank. Here we go. Wait, I gotta turn it up. One, turn that up. Turn this down. Turn this. Hey, it's Joe Buck calling a sports show. And getting into the fight, getting into a fight with a guy about Joe Buck. <laughs> Who fills out the back end of that Dodgers rotation? And for the Marlins, hey, Doug, Doug, we have a caller coming in in the studio Ooh. from the nine zero three area code. What's your name? Where are you calling? Hey, I was wondering, what do you guys think of broadcaster Joe Buck? Hey, I'm I'm not a big Joe Buck fan. So you hate Joe Buck? I do. I don't like Joe Buck because he's a Yankees hater. Some people give him a hard time, but I think he's a good guy who tries his best. It's very interesting because he's one of um, the most hated sports broadcasters in North America. He gets to call every big sporting event. Uh, He must be doing something right. Um, He is an awful, awful broadcaster, and his voice irritates me. And I kind of just wish he would go away. Is there anything Joe Buck could do to change your opinion? Is there anything Joe Buck could do to change my opinion? Um, No. Mm, I see. Only if he came out and said, I've been a complete asshole. Yeah. Who the hell are you to criticize Joe Buck? Who the hell am I to criticize Joe Buck? Well, 
You asked us the question. We're giving the answer. You must have some major accomplishments in your life to come down so hard on Joe Buck. We're not hey, talking about accomplishments. Hey, we're talking buddy, about, buddy, buddy, we're talking about up, our buddy. feelings towards Joe Buck, not mm-hmm. who's done more in their life. No, stop cyberbullying Joe Buck.